0: This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Leed.
1: Welcome to IA Forward and welcome to our annual Word of the Year episode.
0: It's always an exciting day to unveil what feels like an eternity of thought for me this year. I've changed my Word of the Year decision twice. It was a little bit of a struggle for me this year to pick the word of the year.
1: Drum roll, please. Your word of the year is?
0: My word of the year is discipline.
1: I don't love that. I feel like you're going to be coming after us as team members that we have to go out in the yard and pick our own switch.
0: Yep. It is the definition. And my wife wanted me to think about adding disciplined being disciplined, which is the intent of the word. I like simplicity, that was a former two-time winner is simplify. Discipline's what I went with. but it's the act of correcting course. For me, I chose an internal word this year. And what I mean by internal, I chose it based on myself. I went a selfish route. Normally, I've made choices around word of the year for somewhat of outward effect for our team, leadership team, for our organization, for our partner network, all the different things that might come up for why do you choose a word of the year in the first place. This year, I went to a huge weakness of mine. I am not the most disciplined person. I'm not even the most disciplined person in my house. That is a weakness of mine. And so my ability and my decision to choose discipline is to remind myself that I have to be better. I have to be more disciplined about what I do each and every day and how I go about conducting business.
1: I read this totally nerdy book in December called A Word by Corey Stamper. And it's the story of how the people that work at Merriam-Webster define words and choose words. And when I tell you that this geeked out as a logophile, this was almost too geeky as a word book for me. And it was this whole story of how they go in and what it's like to work for the dictionary people. And They don't speak and they have this very controlled world that they have self-created over the last hundred years and and what it's like and what that does and how they do this. And when you said that when you looked up the word discipline, it was to discipline. She talks about how that's the worst kind of definition. And if you don't love words, don't read that book. But if you do love words, it was actually really interesting.
0: That makes complete sense to me, what you just said. But the discipline definition is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. <laughs> Go
1: outside, pick your own switch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Here's the example, a lack of proper parental and school discipline. It's also a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. That's the second definition. The thing that threw me off when I read the definition, and this is why I struggled, because I wanted to choose discipline from day one. My top three were clarify, uh, which did not get a lot of praise in my house, by the way.
1: Because to me, it was about butter. Like you clarify butter. And that just, that was a struggle for me.
0: And then authentic. Authentic was the other word that was actually their close number two.
1: Interesting thing about that, that was the number one word looked up in 2023. Authenticity was the twenty twenty three Merriam Webster word of the year.
0: Maybe it's my twenty twenty five word. I tend to recycle if they come in close, but I wanted to choose discipline because I knew that it's probably my biggest weakness is staying disciplined. We're reading a book Called essentialism right now as a leadership team. And out of that was born this idea that my biggest weakness was discipline. That's got to be my word. I have to pick that. And I made a mistake of kind of committing in my brain to that being my word before I looked at the definition. I don't ever do that. And I emotionally committed to the word discipline. And then I read the definition and I'm like, crap. That's not a good definition. Like, I don't love the way that comes across because people like Tanya in my life are going to think that I'm telling them to go pick their switch. That's obviously not the intention of me picking this word. But we have done so many incredible things over the last several years and made so much progress as a business organization. And I would even argue... In our personal lives with our team members and our people, somehow or another, we've done that with me being one of the most undisciplined people that I know. And what could we do if I was actually more disciplined, if I was actually more capable of staying in focus? So this discipline for me the word discipline is because I didn't want to use the word focus because I thought it's too overused so I'm using the word discipline in exchange for focus
1: Focus was my word for 2022 and it was interesting in that coming out of that year I started having this feeling like I was using my word of the year to try to quote unquote fix myself and I did a lot of research on what the word of the year should Beep prior to that. And some people choose, like you in this instance of discipline, to use it as a, okay, this is something I need to fix. Another way of looking at that is something that I need more of in my life. Like you, I've chosen a word of the year for years and years. And I go back and I look at the words of the year that were most impactful for me, that I was able to really take in and sink my teeth into. And I saw a difference from having a word of the year. And I realized that when I choose something where I need to fix myself, it starts the year with more of a negative connotation that I'm broken. Where if I choose a word that is something I want more of in my life then it seems to have a greater effect. And that may be the difference between men and women. It may be a personality thing for me. But if I go into the year saying, hey, I'm totally broken. I need to fix this one thing. Then I don't necessarily go into it with the idea of it's going to be a really great positive year. Or I'm going to be impactful in what I'm doing. I'm not going to be impactful with the people around me and in my job that it's very focused about what's wrong. I did this for the first time really in 2021, looking at it in the perspective of what do I need more of in my life. Coming out of 2020, I felt, and, and I can go back and we can go back and listen to the podcast about this because I remember you laughing at me about it because I chose the word sparkle for 2021 coming out of 2020 because I really felt that coming out of COVID, I had lost my sparkle. And you laughed and said that I was the sparkliest person you knew, but it was still an internal thing for me that I felt as though I had lost something. Mm. I felt as though I needed more spark- Sparkle in my life. And I had a great impact on myself and hopefully on the people around me by choosing a word that I felt I needed more of in my life.
0: Thank you for making me feel terrible about myself. I appreciate that.
1: Hashtag life goals.
0: This is what I mean to totally defend my own word because I do think I agree with you. I do need more discipline in my life. I don't know that I feel like this is because I need to fix this. I do actually think it's because I need more of it. Am I undisciplined? Completely? No. I am very disciplined about the things that I love to do. If someone struggles with weight and they love food, they may feel like they're undisciplined about weight, but they are very disciplined about eating. You can be disciplined about anything that you love. I am undisciplined about working out. I want the result. I don't want to do the work.
1: Really? That shocks me about you.
0: However, if that workout includes hitting ground balls, throwing batting practice, coaching type activities. I am extremely disciplined about what some might call a workout. But going to the gym, going for a run, even though I feel better when I'm done, I am undisciplined about that. But here's the thing. Discipline is doing what needs to be done, even if you don't want to do it. Now, that is the discipline that I need more of in my life. I don't want to do paperwork. I don't want to do lots of stuff that I have to do in my job, but I have to do it because it has to get done. And that is what I mean about discipline.
1: Usually when we try to fix something, all that does is we end up going faster, adding to our to-do list and, It creates exhaustion and frustration and so many times I've seen people, myself included, curled up on the sofa with a book or watching reruns of something because the focus was something negative as opposed to trying to create something positive.
0: That makes sense. So are you ready? Tanya's word of the year is? Serenity. Serenity Now.
1: And I knew that's what you were going to say. I went back and forth between serenity and intentional because both of those two things had the same outcome for me. Within the concept of focus for last year, starting to say no to things. The word no was in my top five. Nice. It really was, which sounds crazy as a word of beer being no, going back to what do I need more of in my life? I need more no's. And so it was definitely in my top five. The two things in life that for probably two decades I've always said that I wanted were success and serenity and that I have spent more than two decades, so focused on the success side of it that I moved away from the serenity side of it. And You and I talk a tremendous uh, amount about work-life balance or the idea of work-life experience. And I decided that this year was going to be my focus on serenity. And going back to the book that you had the leadership team reading, and I'm rereading with the team, Essentialism, being able to get rid of all of that stuff, saying no to all of the stuff to create the life we want, to create the job we want, to create the experience that we want. Then serenity came out on top because ultimately that's my goal.
0: Can you enlighten my East Texas brain with the definition of serenity, please?
1: The state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled.
0: So you just want to sit on a beach. Yeah, there is that.
1: And not take my laptop with me, right?
0: (laughs) That is very fitting. That's a very bold word for today's world where things seem to get chaotic and polarized quickly and easily to be able to have that calm about them. It's a very good trait. That's interesting that you had no in your top five simply because you've had the historical plan of throughout your career and life of being about yes.
1: Absolutely. I have traveled the country talking about saying yes. And I attribute a great deal of the success that I've had in life, especially on the business side, from saying yes to everything, because it has opened tremendous doors for me. And I have had extraordinary experiences because I had the ability to say yes. But it's one of those things that as I have developed as a person, now I've enjoyed that success. I've had the great opportunities. I've done those things. But now I'm at a point in my career that I feel like it's time to pass on that knowledge So other people can set these big goals to help them create the plan to reach them. But it's okay for me to step back and let other people have those experiences.
0: It's interesting that yes equals somewhat of the opposite of serenity. While no will lead you to the opportunity for serenity. If you're saying yes all the time and you're not being disciplined or you're not understanding what it is that you're committing to or you're over committing, which is what we seem to do in society a lot. How can you find serenity in anything? How can you find calm when the world is in chaos or things around you are chaotic or you have overcommitted and you can't meet all your commitments? That feels chaotic. It's definitely not serenity.
1: A lack of agitation or disturbance.
0: Doesn't that fit no and essentialism well? 100%. Absolutely. I like it.
1: I find it interesting that you chose a word this year for you personally. Like you said, you have historically selected a word for us as an organization. That may be something that we look at in the future. It may be that you have a personal word. And then you have a word for your agency.
0: I almost went down that path, but I'm coming off of conversations internally within our organization, with our leadership team about prioritization. What is your one thing? It felt hypocritical to not be able to decide And to pick a dual word right now for me, I did look at it. I did struggle with just feeling a little hypocritical and I couldn't do that. So I had to land with something, with a word to speak to the decision to make it about my own need or my own improvement. I've spent a lot of time over the last five years developing our leadership team. I've spent a lot of energy working on and helping other people find their way develop themselves, develop them within the organization, whether they even felt I was doing that or not, I was doing it subliminally, steering, pushing, pulling back, hitting the brakes, putting the gas on, whatever needed to happen with that particular person to help them be better at their role within the organization and help our organization grow. We've done that. We've grown immensely over the last five years. Our leadership team, to me, is very symbiotic. Everybody has a good strength and pulls the other person's weaknesses and it just works. And when you get into the core of our leadership team, that's a lot of energy that went into that. And what I started realizing was that in that process, I slowed down or at times completely stopped my own development. And we can't do that as leaders. We need to stay ahead of The other development, the other members of our team, we need to be able to constantly see over the horizon. And we can't do that if we're not developing ourselves. How can I expect others to be more disciplined if I'm not more disciplined?
1: Another thought about serenity was that in some of the research of the word, of course, you're looking at synonyms, you're looking at the definition of synonyms. And one of the things that I really loved about the idea of serenity is that it is more of a piece that comes from inside and spreads out to the people around you tranquility was one of the synonyms but it was to me an opposite in that the idea of tranquility is that it invites from the outside and draws within when I started looking at things like that and the idea that you and I have talked about so many times on the podcast is staying on an even keel And the idea that having serenity enables you to go through the chaos and through those dramatic events and sometimes not even really experiencing those true highs and true lows, but staying on that even keel and being able to spread that energy to the people around you.
0: We can't be emotionally driven all the time. There's a place for emotion. I'm a big advocate of passion within what we do, but we have to be able to control the emotional side of passion. And we have to be able to be that calm, be the serenity in the storm and things go bad in your business. We know this over the last 18 months in the insurance business, the world has been running around with their pants on fire. Everyone has been doing this and it's difficult to do that and be what you need to be and grow your organization and grow yourself and grow your people. If you are constantly fighting the roller coaster of emotions. If you can't stay even keel, if you can't find the serenity,
1: if you can't stay disciplined, if you
0: can't stay disciplined, then it's going to be a constant roller coaster battle. And I see that with a lot of agency owners that are very emotional about things. They fly off the handle at an underwriter. I've seen it cost them a carrier contract. I've seen it Cost them clients. It certainly costs good people. No one wants to work for a hothead. And a hothead is someone that's making decisions on emotion. Nobody has time for that. I don't need to compromise, nor should I or will I compromise to work with somebody who has an uncontrollable emotion about them, who can't see a big picture, who takes everything as the world is ending. There's no joy in that. Running our businesses should be joy. Why would we want to let toxic people and toxic things infiltrate our world? We have a choice to say get out. We have a choice to say no.
1: If you do choose a word of the year as focus for your business and then one for you internally, which I hear in some leadership podcasts to do, I do want to caution you to make sure that they're not in direct opposition of each other. For instance, if I have chosen no As my word of the year, then probably involved does not need to be my business word of the year. That's one of those places that if you are choosing to do both as opposed to one of the other, make sure that they complement each other so you're not living in a weird dichotomy of two different words pulling at
0: you. This is great advice because it takes me back to situations where people talk about their profession. That's my job. That's my profession. That's not my personal life. They try to separate those things. As a marketer, as a branding expert, you don't turn that off when you go home or when you are at a, an LSU game or a a vacation, you pay attention to the marketing or the branding that's going on in the world around you. It's what you do.
1: It drives the cute boy crazy. Yes. 100% of the time. It
0: absolutely drives our spouses crazy. But the point of that is, is you can't separate. And that's a good trait. I had a coach, not my coach, but a coach of one of my children one time talk about hanging up the whistle on their rear view mirror when they got in the vehicle at the end of the day. And at that moment they're no longer a coach.
1: They weren't a very good coach. They
0: don't coach anymore because they weren't a good coach. You're right. Choosing words that are direct opposite of each other is part of this. They should complement each other. You are who you are. To talk about my number two word, authenticity, you should not be able to separate that. And I see a lot of this going on in the marketplace. When I decided that I needed to step out there and I picked a social platform and I picked LinkedIn and I started doing some writing and posting articles and thoughts and things. I made the decision that I could not be something different. I literally type things out myself. It's not an AI and it is who I am. What I do or promote on LinkedIn is who I am. It's you're not going to find a different person when you meet me. That's critical. It's Especially in the world of social media and the world of AI and what I perceive is coming more and more is this effort to be overly polished, this effort to be perfect on the social media lens is exhausting and not joyful. I actually become sad when I see someone trying to be something that is not who they really are. And that has everything to do with our businesses and our agencies and how we present ourselves in the community, how we market ourselves, how we lead our team. You shouldn't be something different. I contend that will make you less attractive to your customer base. That will make you less attractive as a leader or less attractive as an employer if you are two different things, a Jekyll and a Hyde. If you just come across differently to different people, that's a level of fakeness that is going to uncover itself. And the survivability mode of that as a business owner is going to be very hard.
1: On the flip side of that, is if you are naturally poised and polished, don't try to not be that. It is okay to be who you are. And I made this mistake within our organization, and Shane and I have talked about that. The the first several times I went to the home office in Huntington, I went wearing my skirt suit and my heels because that's historically who I've been. And then people always looked at me like I have three heads the way Shane still does on some days. But I'm like, I'm going to try to dress like everybody else. And I'm sitting there and I I go out and I buy jeans and I bought boots and I, I tried to look like everybody else and I tried to be something that I wasn't. And then it hit me that I'm uncomfortable This is not who I am. This is not who he hired. He didn't hire me because I wore boots and jeans. And so I evolved that back to letting me be me and I'm way more comfortable. So if you are naturally or you have worked hard to become that polished person, it's okay to be that, too. We're not saying that you can't be polished. We're saying don't fake it.
0: There is absolutely zero reason for anyone to be different in different settings. And maybe that is confidence. I don't know if it's, I need these people to think something different about me. I need to get in this circle. I need to whatever, whatever it is. If you are a ballroom dance champion and in the pageant world, and that is who you are, then absolutely you should be that. That is authentic. That is not a fake persona that is not a different thing trying to be something else because everybody else is that or somebody else is that or some group of people is that is actually what's going to make the fakeness stand out yes a hundred percent to tanya's point it's not about okay you can't be polished you can't be sitting up properly in a chair no i'm a sloucher y'all that can't see me on video. I do not sit up properly. And I sit
1: up in the chair and he laughs about and it.
0: And Tanya sits up with a straight back and has been to finishing school. Do they have finishing schools? Yes,
1: I have been. To have you
0: been to finishing school? school? So I have not yes. been to finishing yes, school and the world definitely knows I was never put in finishing school. Do they have that for men at all?
1: They have cotillion for okay, men. Okay.
0: See, I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> if you went to finishing school, and that's just you, then that's you. And that is 100% okay. I just see so many people trying to be what somebody else is. And man, there's an opportunity coming and there's a whole nother series of podcasts about this probably, but I am worried about the future of what this is going to look like with AI and with the technology filtering capabilities. And there's going to be tremendous room an opportunity for success because people are authentic and they're just being who they are. You do not have to be something to everybody. You just need to find your tribe. And when you find your tribe, you need to be with those people and you need to do business and you need to attract that following. And there's plenty of money to make within your tribe, I promise you.
1: We would love to hear from our listeners on what your word of the year selection is. Go to our comments, leave us one there, go to our socials, let us know what your word of the year is, and be sure to click that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss a single episode in 2024. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Mia Hamm. There are always new, grander challenges to confront, and a true winner will embrace each one.
0: It's 2024, and Attitude is still a choice, so make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more
1: at IAforward.com.